Welcome in to the New Orleans Saints podcast, hosted by Aaron Summers and John DeShazer. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers who cover the team on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your hosts, Aaron Summers and John DeShazer. Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast. Aaron Summers here. John DeShazer will join me shortly as we have a couple special guests. It is all Pro Bowl themed in today's episode. There were three Saints players who ended up on the Pro Bowl squad. Center Eric McCoy, linebacker Demario Davis, and return specialist Rashid Shahid. It was McCoy's first Pro Bowl nod. This year, he was voted by his teammates as team captain for the first time. He was the only offensive lineman to start all 17 games for the Saints. He anchored a line that surrendered only 20 sacks in the last 14 weeks of the season, the lowest total in the NFC and second lowest in the NFL. Davis, of course, makes his second consecutive overall Pro Bowl nod. Davis becomes the first Saints linebacker to be named in two consecutive campaigns since Jonathan Vilma did it in 2009 and 10. This season, Davis started all 17 games, registered a team leading 121 tackles, six and a half sacks, and 12 stops for a loss. That ranked second on the team. He had four passes defensed, one forced fumble, and one fumble recovery. He was also selected as an AP All-Pro for the fifth consecutive season. Shahid, a first-team All-Pro at punt returner, getting his first-ever Pro Bowl nod. He was second in the NFC and third in the NFL in punt return average. He returned 25 points for 339 yards and a 76-yard touchdown against Green Bay the third longest punt return in franchise history. He had 18 kickoffs for 384 yards. Of course, even though he went in as a specialist, we also know him as a receiver. He had 46 passes catched. He had 46 receptions, 719 yards, and five touchdowns. That gave him 1,479 all-purpose yards this season. That is best for 10th most in the NFL. Really awesome to see. Shahid get that Pro Bowl nod, and then, of course, Davis and McCoy being added later after other players were unable to attend. Today, John and I caught up with Demario Davis as he was named the defensive MVP after his Pro Bowl performance and Rashid Shahid. Here are those conversations now. Demario, thanks for joining us on the New Orleans Saints podcast. You had a busy past week being a part of the Pro Bowl games you found out right as the week was getting going. So how did you learn about being named and then how did you get yourself there in time? Man, firstly, yes, praise God. It was awesome. Um, I did find out last minute. Um, it was right after the games on Sunday. My wife and I were in the bed and we were just having a conversation. And I got a phone call from a number I didn't recognize and then followed by email. And when I got the email, and it was a voice message about the Pro Bowl. Uh, then I realized what was going on. We had just kind of planned a chill week. You know, our kids are uh, homeschooled, but we had kind of planned out their week. And uh, we were just kind of content with, like, being at home for a little while, um, just kind of resting as a family. And then the Pro Bowl came up, so we had to figure out how we were going to get there and stuff like that. And uh, when you're traveling with five kids, that's a lot. But we knew we wanted to get them down to Orlando, so it just ended up coming at the right time. So we got everything shifted around, made it in on Wednesday, had a game plan, and, and it all worked well. 
So did you bring all the kids? Did you guys do Disney and all that as well? Absolutely. You can't be in Orlando and not bring the whole yeah. fam. Uh, <laughs> we had just kind of settled that we weren't going to go just because it's a chill time for our family right now. And then it's too hot to go in the summertime. So we thought about doing Disney next year, but then the promo came through and uh, it worked out well. So we took the kids to Disney. We took them to Universal. Uh, we took them to the world's largest McDonald's. <laughs> and we caught it all on we caught it all on video. So we got some some videos that's gonna get released soon so people will be able to see kind of the back end of that. But it was a lot of fun for them. They enjoyed themselves. Yeah. Well, for you being named back to back years now after being such a long time before making your first Pro Bowl, what was it like this time around? What did it mean? Man, I I, I think I put it all in perspective first and I, I shared a little bit about that um on the stage is um, it was great being selected for the NFC Pro Bowl and and, and, and being on, on the winning team. But uh, firstly, just, man, I think knowing where, 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 where true winning comes from, and that's been on, on, on the kingdom of God. And I think that's where my power comes from. And well, I know that's where my power comes from. And that's the source of everything I do. Um, and, and so anytime I'm getting accolades, anytime I'm getting recognition, you know, being uh, this is the second time being selected in the Pro Bowl, I always give the glory to where it's due. That glory shouldn't be coming to me. It comes from my power. It comes from, uh, I know where the source comes from, so I give the credit to where it goes. And so that's always glory to God. And and I try to give that glory in every area of my life. And uh, so it's awesome. It was awesome to, to to be selected. I think you put so much into your craft and to, to be recognized for that. Uh, is, is a tremendous honor. And, and so when you get it, you just want to represent well. You want to represent all the people you do, you know, going back to my hometown and my high school and all the people I represent there, back to my college, Arkansas State. So Brandon High School, uh, Gardner Mission was there from Brandon High School, so it was cool. Two of us were there. Uh, that was huge. Uh, Arkansas State, all the people I represent there and, and and definitely in new orleans and uh who that nation and everyone represent there and, and so um you just try to try to represent well oh okay so not just an addition to the pro bowl team but also the defensive mvp so now how does that come about especially you know in a flag football game because you know it's not like this is the the traditional demario davis smacking people around this is snatching all flags so how, how does that happen Listen, listen. I mean, that's a, that's another thing. I just say like a total God thing. I was shocked when I got MVP, um, you know, and so definitely was grateful. But man, you know what? The flag, the flag environment. First, I love flag. I love flag. You know, I've, I've coached it for years, um, and I love that it's coming. I, I I have so I can rave about the flag game all day long. Just I'm a huge believer in it um, because I'm a believer in the game of football and. You know, there are different feelings about the contact part of the game. I feel like certain people are ostracized from the game and can't participate. But football is the greatest teacher of life. And so the flag element is so great, but it's super competitive. Everybody that's there are, you know, ultimate competitors. And just in winning for pride, pride alone. But then, you know, there's the extra cash bonus that's a part of it. So it becomes super competitive down the stretch. And then it's competition between brothers. It's Peyton and Eli. They're, they're, they're the brains behind the game. Peyton is super competitive. And he 
is on the staff that decides the rules of the game. So not only is he coaching, he's a part of the staff that decides the rules of the game. And so I don't think he took lightly losing last year. And, you know, he kind of came in with a lot of twists to the rules. I'm not going to get into all that, but there was a lot of wrinkles in the rules this year. And so me being on the side, me it, 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 it's me and DeMarcus Ware and Eli, we're having to compete against the other side. And, and Eli is very nonchalant. You know, he's he's just he's facilitating, making sure that we all lined up, making sure that we got everything that we need. We're aware of all the rules. And me and, and me and DeMarcus over there, I'm helping, you know, DeMarcus, we're, we're trying to figure out how we're going to defeat Peyton. And we really didn't in the game. We didn't. You know, the score of the game, I think, was like 54 to 30. And so as a defensive person, like, we're giving up touchdowns every drive. And we just constantly over there thinking, like, how can we get ourselves in a better position to stop them? <laughs> so shout out to the skill guys. The, all the skill competition, we dominate the skills, and that's how we end up winning the game. And the final drive, we ended up figuring out a wrinkle of something that we could shift, and that's what we did. And, and we were able to, to get a huge stop at the end of the game. You always want to be defense on the field at the end, and, and to be able to stop Peyton's offense, that's always something I'm going to pound the chest about. Yeah, okay, now, now I got a flashback to last year because you got cheated. Dodgeball, where you hit Saquon in the head and got disqualified. So now uh-huh. what, what is what was that about? Because, I mean, it's dodgeball. I mean, you you know, you're just throwing the ball trying to hit the dude. You're not like, okay, I'm going to hit him in the shoulder. I'm going to hit him in the leg. You're just trying to eliminate him. So, you know, when, when you, is, is that one of the changes you're looking for in the future where, hey, you can hit him wherever you hit him? Man, <laughs> so two parts to that. Firstly, <laughs> Let me be politically correct. The referees have a tough <laughs> job to do. <laughs> and they're trying their best to get it right. But my son, my son will not let that go. So I have an eight-year-old son, Rum Parker. He will not let that go. He's like, Dad, you didn't even hit him in the head. <laughs> so I think it kind of hit him like, you know, upper shoulder. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, they got disqualified. I got disqualified again. So they put a new rule in this time that you can't, step behind the line for more than three seconds and I forgot that the line was back there and so because I was looking forward about the dials balls they were like hey you got to come out you've been behind the line too long so I got disqualified twice so I didn't really even get a chance to participate this year so I'll get it right eventually hopefully um if I if I get invited to my third pro bowl I'll get a chance to get it right Okay, now speaking of third Pro Bowl, so this this math ain't mathing. Okay, you're you're a two time <laughs> Pro Bowler currently, but a five time All Pro. Now one of those is much much more significant than the other, and the one that is the lesser of significance is the one you've been invited to, the the least. How does that happen? Because I mean, a five time Pro Bowler, you know, five straight years now is a huge honor, and yet the Pro Bowl people don't seem to kind of it. It seemed like they were a little bit slow on the up on the uptake. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just grateful. I'm a huge believer that what's for you will be there for you when it's supposed to be. Um, you know, I'm grateful for the the five All Pros. I'm grateful for the two Pro Bowls. I, I think they're just tremendous honors to have those accolades by your name. And you know, whether it was five or whether it was one, I, I'm just a huge believer in what's for you is for you, and nobody will be able to stop it. I'm grateful for the two times that that they saw me and I was selected. Um, And I'm grateful for, you know, the years that I wasn't because it pushed me to another level uh, of training. And so uh, I'm grateful for those. And I think 
you know, now my, my mindset isn't on the individual accolades as much as it is on the team accolade and the greatest accolade of all, which is the Super Bowl. And so um, I think my ultimate pursuit is always going to be chasing an imperishable crown, which is in the kingdom of heaven. And so all my riches I want to store up in heaven. And so it's all about in the way I live and the way I present myself every day uh, for the kingdom of God uh, and in pursuing that. But inside this game, the greatest thing you can attain is, is, is the Super Bowl. And so that's the, that's the mission now. Yeah. Now speaking of Super Bowl, today is the 14-year anniversary to the day of the Saints winning the Super Bowl in Miami. So, um, you know, we got to acknowledge that, obviously. Um, you're you're 35. You you started being named All-Pro at the age of 30, which is not the age that a guy who plays your position generally starts ascending. Uh, that's when guys are on the back, back, you know, as they say, the back back nine of their career. And yet you five straight All-Pros, um, you know, you got hurt last year. It looked like you might miss a game. And the next thing you know, you're out there on the field. And I started calling you the Wolverine because it didn't seem like anything can break you. So, so how does one continue to ascend at a position? Because you know, because quarterback's different. You're ascending at a position where generally it starts to show at your at your age and and, and experience. And maybe I should say experience. I don't want to say age because I don't want to make it sound though. At your experience. Um, I mean, I think firstly it, it it's a credit to the Holy Spirit. Um, I think when I talk about the power and knowing where my source come from, it's hard to explain to people that don't necessarily have that connection point. And that's why I constantly try to invite people into a relationship with Jesus, because the scales will be removed from your eyes and you'll be able to understand it more. But I was ready to retire at 27. My body had broke down and, and, and mentally I just didn't have the mindset to continue chasing greatness. And when I surrendered the game to a, a football to the Lord, I knew he wasn't done with me. He rejuvenated my mind and rejuvenated my body in ways that I'm still learning to comprehend. Um, so that's that. That's the source. And so like when you think about a phone and all that a phone, the iPhone is able to do and all of its capabilities, you don't get it without plugging it into the source. And so I'm plugged into the source. But then when you get into the capabilities, a lot of what allows me to do what I do is my my team. I have an incredible team that's around me that's constantly giving me wisdom and insight on how to chase longevity. And whenever I tell them my goals, we have a diet plan, we have a workout plan, we have a recovery plan. A lot of um, uh, that was released in in, in the mini uh, docu piece uh, that was done by Brooks. He did a great job with that. Brooke and the team they did a great. Uh, job with that and it just kind of lets people see a little bit of the back end that, that allows the longevity and now my mindset is on I want to play four to five more years um, so and I and I don't believe that my best football is behind me it's in front of me because physically I'm thinking I've shown everything that I can that I can show inside the game but mentally there's another level there's another level as I don't think people have seen me uh, be on the attacking end. They see my physical features because I literally call, you know, our coach calls the play and we go run it. And so you see my gifting inside the play. But there's another element to, you know, actually competing against the quarterbacks and competing against the offensive coordinators. Like when they, when they make a call, if I'm making an audible, or I'm making an adjustment after them based on what I see in the formation on the play, 
that's a mental element that I don't think a lot of people have seen. Um, just because that's not, I haven't put that out there. I haven't put that on display. And so there's, I think my best football is in front of me just because every year you evolve from a, from a mental standpoint. You just have seen the game. You have more reps, and that just allows you to continue to grow. And so when you're growing mentally, the piece is how long can you maintain and sustain the body? And so I think we've just unlocked things that, you know, in, 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 re, in real terms, 35 is relatively young. The game has just traditionally showed because of all of our predecessors that that you're, temp- you're older when you get to 30 because the body is going to decline. But I think all of our predecessors weren't aware or didn't have access to all the science and data that's here now. And because of the, in, uh, the digital revolution and, and all that's happening around us, there's so much science that wasn't there like guys are coming back from acls when acls at one time used to be like you know that's that's the death of your career if that happens Mm -hmm. guys are uh coming back so much quicker Uh, i mean you look at aaron Rodgers, who you know like okay well he's going for the season but then he was almost ready to play or could have played you know towards the end of the season um you look at someone like me who had a significant injury in the middle of the season and i was back on a thursday so it's just so much more information that we have that allows for guys who are going to the next level to, to have that longevity. And so I think you see it play out in like basketball with like LeBron. Is LeBron, first of all, is a freak of an athlete and a, and, a, and a generational talent, but he also puts a lot of time and discipline into his body and his regimen. And I think that allows us to have the longevity that we've been able to put on display. And so I don't think that people – have seen, um, I think there's more. I should just say that. I think that there's more. I don't know that, but I believe that there is. You and LeBron James just setting the example for everybody else on how to maximize what your body can do for as long as possible. It's funny because when I talk to some of the, the younger linebackers around here, they're always saying that, you know, they're like cheating off of your paper, like at school, because in the meeting rooms, if you're writing something down, they want to be writing it down because you've obviously figured out the preparation part, as you mentioned, the stuff that happens before the play actually takes place. When you were going to the Pro Bowl this past week, though, what players were you looking at to meet or in guys that you were excited to talk to? Oh, man, um, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's a the player's uh, paradise just to be around. I think one of my favorite players of all time and it's interesting I got drafted with him is Bobby Wagner and I'm I'm just I'm equally as impressed of who he is on the field uh off the field I mean he does so much that I'm inspired by um and so just getting a chance to talk with him and learn from him um Bobby Wagner he wasn't one of the first but I think he's one of the best to, to, to do it you know he did his own contract and so that's not something that I'll be honest, I'm not bold enough uh, to do, but like hearing his process behind, I mean, the amount of homework that he did and that uh, just in how he spends his off seasons and some of the business ventures that he's in, I would not be shocked if he's like the next Magic Johnson. I'm just intrigued. I mean, he's he's just doing so much. Um, it's not for me to just share like his stuff, but I mean, I'm just so impressed with being able to hear about like all the things that he has and he does in his off season. 
Um, um, so I was just impressed by him. I think spending time with Jesse Bates, who's somebody I've always watched from a distance. Uh, we trained with the same DB coach. And so just kind of being able to dialogue with him just about different things that he sees in, in his training. And then playing in the game, like literally we're creating the defenses on the fly. Mm-hmm. So we're all communicating when we're playing man or when we're playing three or when we're playing two and how we want to shift the defense. And literally you see guys who understand concepts to be able to pick up something in like 10 seconds. So literally we changed our defense mid game like three or four times and everybody was able to pick it up. So it's like being around a bunch of like-minded individuals and the fact that guys are picking it up that quick, you know, this is a reason why they're so successful in their career. It was really fun to watch the game. It looked like everybody had a great time just running around. It's funny because you guys obviously all compete against each other during the season, but in events like this, you do have that camaraderie because I think you all understand like, yeah, what you said, like you, what you have to go through, what it takes to be successful and reach that level. There were the other offensive MVP is a rival, I guess not the rival of the Saints, but a division rival in the Bucks quarterback Baker Mayfield. What stood out to you about him during the Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl games? Oh man, it's cool. Man, personally, NFL has done like I think it's um it seemed like gashing up, but I think the NFL has really done a great job with the Pro Bowl game. Um, you, you you had a game where you knew it was a weird time of year. Guys were either out of season or the guys who were playing the Super Bowl couldn't couldn't necessarily play because it was such a physical environment. Like, I think the environment that they've created, like they can either move the Pro Bowl to after the Super Bowl or guys who are playing the Super Bowl can actually come because it's not that taxing on the body. Mm-hmm. And guys are just able to be celebrated for their talent. And you can put your talent on display and still have a lot of fun and be free. Uh, it's not demanding. Um, and it's just, it's, it's an enjoyment for your whole family. The wives have, wives and girlfriends have a great time. The kids have a great time. Um, and the players uh, are really just in a space where they can put their talents on display, but still have a lot of enjoyment. And it's not, it doesn't feel like work. Uh, so that's just great environment. I think kudos to the NFL for doing a great job uh, with that. Um, I think Baker, man, it was so great to see him. Like he was, he's a real gamer and, uh, Gino killed it for us last year. First of all, the pro bowl, like he, he balled out for us last year. He was the reason why we won. Um, and this year I think he was just struggling a little bit and we needed a, we needed a big momentum from the next quarterback that came in. And so Jalen started off then Gino did his thing. And then Baker came in and we needed like a turnaround of momentum. And he made, oh, he made some phenomenal plays. And I think everybody knew Baker like lived for moments where, you know, to be up against adversity and make plays. And he really made plays down the stretch. Uh, And so I think without him coming into the game and sending that surge of momentum, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have won. But but when he came in, just the, 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 the temperature and everything changed as far as our team. And he definitely deserved that MVP. So that was cool playing with him. It was cool taking a rivalry hat off and just enjoying mm-hmm. him for the individual talent that he is. Yeah, definitely. I think it was funny watching Eric McCoy because he did one of the events on Thursday night and I guess he started to hit it in like a hole and he missed every single one of them and never never did anything, but then he won the event. So you say, call it like a group project that you actually didn't do anything in, but you still win. 
So it's just funny to see some people's personalities come out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what you think about. It. It's like the ultimate team game. Uh, it doesn't matter how you do as an individual uh, as long as the team wins. So you can do great as an individual and have accolades. That's why the Super Bowl is so important because you can have the individual accolades but still fall short of the team goal and you don't really feel like a success. And you can not do, do not so well as an individual but win as a team and, and, and you get to enjoy the ultimate success. Uh, you know, you get to have something in a bond that you will share for the rest of your life that, you know, people only understand that they've gotten there. And so uh, I think that's why winning a Super Bowl is, is so important. And um, just looking forward to having an opportunity to do that. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna defend Eric one second here because it, it was a long snapping thing. And Eric, don't long snap. So, you know, unfortunately, he did not look um, as clean as he normally would look uh, in that situation. Uh, but, Demario, right now, live, as we speak, uh, you are in the hyperbaric chamber. And so yes. when does the preparation for the next season begin? Because, I mean, I imagine this is all part of the preparation process. This is the, These are among the things that keep you uh, at the level that you're playing at. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I won't give all the secrets to the process, but I think number one, there's a, there's a, a big moment where you take time to fully decompress, relax and restore the mind, the body, the, the central nervous system, all your muscle, all your tissues, all your fibers, and just kind of get everything reset. And then there's a, a, a cleanup stage that's cleaning everything out and detoxing, and then there's the, the replenishing and rebuilding phase. And that's where you make all your adjustments, your tweaks, anything you want to add, any dynamics, anything that you saw last season that you didn't have that you would like to have. And then there's the there's the, the explosive phase where you just go through tests and making sure that everything is – you have the maximum output, see where all your levels are, and then, you know, it's go time. And so I think we kind of go through that process over and over and over. So this is like the – at least the seventh wave that me and my current team have gone through this process. And so I, I believe you get the benefits of mastering that process. Like we've, we've turned it into a system and a system that works. Um, but then you get the benefit of the body that just the muscle memory of knowing, you know, what, what to do and, and be ready. Like it was interesting that my body is still ready to go. That's why I was able to perform how I performed at the Pro Bowl. My body is prepared to go to the Super Bowl. Like, I don't train to just go 18 weeks. I train to be ready to go 24, 25 weeks, whatever my body needs to do. Um, and so at the seventh wave, the body has the muscle memory of knowing, okay, it's resting time, it's rebuilding time, it's replenishing time, it's go time, it's explosive time, and it's endurance time. It has all these phases that are already preset. You know, are you ever truly out of shape? You mentioned LeBron, who never looks like he is out of shape. But, I mean, because in the old days, the guys would go to training camp to get in shape. And now it appears that, you know, guys like you are never really out of shape. Are you ever, like, out of shape completely? Or, you know, how, how do you just, main, as you said, you know, you're just kind of building to the crescendo? Yeah, I mean, it's a term that I think people use. Uh, being in shape, out of shape, I think I'm never out of balance. And that's the main thing is my lifestyle is about balance. 
And I believe when you have a well-balanced lifestyle, that's when you can get maximum output and optimal optimal performance. And so it's all about getting realigned and getting back into balance. Um, and so I'm never fully out of balance. I'm never totally uh, misaligned. I'm always looking for better alignment, always looking for bringing everything back into balance. And I think in the off season, that's the time to make sure everything you need to be as well balanced as possible. And and, and that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, maybe about six or seven years ago, I started working out for lifestyle. You know, I don't work out for being in shape or out of shape. You know, it's just about a lifestyle. It's about a healthy lifestyle uh, that, that I think every human being should try to tap into is how to be well balanced and, and aligned and, uh, have optimal performance at all times. Well, I guess I got to go reassess my balance in life and, and what I'm doing and not doing. <laughs> Demario, it was awesome talking to you. Thank you so much. It was great hearing about your Pro Bowl experience. Congratulations again on that. And good luck during the off season. We look forward to seeing you back here soon. All right, guys. Y'all take care. Be blessed. Uh, you too. Rashid, thanks so much for joining us on the New Orleans Saints podcast. It was fun watching you and some of the events this past week. What was it like going to your first Pro Bowl? It was one of the best experiences of my life. Um, something that I will remember forever and cherish. Um, it was special to have all my family there and, and some friends came out. Um, it was so much fun. Everybody was having such a good time. And, you know, the memories that, that we all made together, it, it'll last a lifetime for sure. Yeah, there's so many people that come out. We just talked to Demario. He said he was really looking forward to talking to some different people. Who are some of the players that you were excited to see and and get to talk to, pick their brain a little bit? Yeah, um, I got a chance to talk to Tyreek Hill. He's a guy that I've um, been watching since you know high sure. school, and you know one of the most explosive players in the NFL. Um, a guy that I've been idolizing. So that was super cool. Um, you know, really, really everybody. I, I met uh, Jason Kelsey. You know the legends of the, of the NFL, you know, that, that, you know, you just only hope to to meet and play with, um, you know, guys like that. It was, it was super cool um, to compete against, you know, guys that I, you know, been watching for a minute. So it was fun. Yeah. Thursday you did the high stakes event where you mm -hmm. had to, you know, catch the balls from the jugs. And have you ever done that before? Cause I see guys sometimes at practice kind of goofing around trying to do it, but have you ever actually yeah. attempted it? Yeah, no, as a returner, um, I actually never have tried that. I never attempted it. It, it looks hard from a distance, and, and it's even harder when you're actually doing it. Um, <laughs> it was cool, though. It, it was fun. Um, you know, I got I got to six, so I, I was proud of that. But, um, you know, I, it was it was a good time. Yeah, I think that's got to be so difficult. And to do it for your first time, props to you for stepping up to the plate and doing it. What was your favorite event to watch? I would probably say dodgeball. Dodgeball. Yeah. I wish I was going to compete in that one. Uh, that, was, that was the one I was looking forward to. But uh, that looked like the most fun, you know, dodgeball growing up. That's always a you know activity that you look forward to doing back at recess or just anything. So I feel like that was that was probably the most fun to watch. Look, a, a, a flag football game looks like it is made for a person like you. Um, how much enjoyment do you get in the fact that, you know, I guess the Pro Bowl has gone to that. And how much official yeah. it can be for a guy like you, because again, quick, quick twitch. This is a game that's kind of made for a guy like you. Right. No, I feel like that that game was was meant for everybody to have fun and kind of feel like a little kid again. And that that's exactly what it was. You know, guys were just out there, 
you know, um, playing out of positions, doing things that we haven't done since since children, um, running around with flags around our waist. Um, but it was also very competitive at the same time. Um, so I, it brought much enjoyment to everybody. Everybody had a good time. Uh, the fans were in, interacting. Um, all the Pro Bowl games that were happening during the flag football game. Um, it was it was like a dream. It was it was very cool moments. I tell you what, when you when you say you've been watching Tyreek Hill since high school, do you know how old you made that man feel? I, I understand. I understand. <laughs> and that, that's that that's testament to him for how long he's been he's been great in this league and he, he's not even slowing down. So uh, now when you go to the Pro Bowl, obviously you go as a re returner, but asking you now, how do you classify yourself? Do you classify yourself as a returner? Do you classify yourself as a receiver or you yeah. do you just say I'm a football player? I just say I'm a football player. I'm not sure if you saw the drop pick six, but I, I was out there back <laughs> him and, and, and playing cover two. So I, I feel like I could do it all now. But, you know, um, yeah, it brought me back to my high school days a little bit. But, yeah, no, I feel like I could do it all after that, you know, and, and along with a lot of other guys probably feel the same way. You know, being an outstanding re returner in the NFL is difficult now because you don't get a lot of chances to return kickoffs anymore. Uh, but did you feel like because you were able to be successful in, in that in college, did you feel like you may be able to come to the NFL and transition to it quickly because it's something that you know seems to come natural to you? Or how much how much of the nuances did you need to pick up? Yeah, I feel like the, with the nuances, I feel like with the speed of the game and um, you know the different rules kind of in college that transitioned to the NFL. Um, I feel like those were the the biggest things that kind of had me thinking that might, might be a little different. Um, like you said, there's not many kickoff return opportunities in the NFL um, anymore. Um, but as far as punt return and stuff like that, I, I've always been confident in my abilities. You know, I, I knew that it was going to be, you know, a, a lot different, a tougher task as, you know, the NFL is everybody's good. And um, yeah, you know, my, my success is, is all, uh, a testament to all the ten guys that that are working hard blocking for me. So you know, all credit goes to them. But uh, yeah, no, I, I feel like I've adjusted pretty well, and I, I get to hopefully continue to you know progress and, and get better in those areas. You know, you took one back seventy six yards for a touchdown against Green Bay. I think it's the I can't remember if it's the second or third longest in franchise history. But at what point during that return did you know it was six? Uh, when I made that cut to, to the open field to the right, you know, I, I seen the seam, I, I hit the hole, and I made the cut, and I just saw nothing but but green grass, and I was like, wow, I, I'm really about to score in a punt return in the NFL, and um, it, yeah, no, that was that was a cool moment, and um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, many more to come. You know, how much meat is left on the bone for you as a receiver? Because it seems like there's so much more, so much more upside to you at that position. Yes, absolutely. You know. Um, only up from here that that's my mindset um you know just continue to get better continue to work on my craft and I feel like you know my name could be mentioned in as some of those top guys um in the NFL um not only as a returner but as a receiver um that's my goal and you know that's something I'm going to continue to work towards and you know um uh continue to you know strive to get better at it every single day I think Darren Rizzi said one of the things that they spoke to you about when when they uh, contacted you, even though you were an undrafted rookie, was that the vision was, you know, they could get something out of you as a receiver also. Uh, how difficult was that transition in the NFL? Because even though you played some of it in college, obviously, but how difficult a transition is it to to get to the NFL, to learn the NFL playbook and all those things sure. that go along with it? Yeah, no, it was a lot, especially um, in my position. You know, I, I came from college with an injury, um, so going throughout training camp and, you know, OTAs and all those times uh, where I other guys had the opportunity to learn and maybe get their feet wet, get adjusted to the speed and all that. 
um, I did it, but I felt like when I came back and I, I felt like I was put in positions to to succeed um, by the coaches and everybody believed in me. Um, all my teammates knew what I could do. And I just felt like that um, camaraderie, um, all of that uh, within the receiver room, within the coaches and just putting me, giving me opportunity to show what I can do um, at practice and then transitioning it to the game. Um, uh, I feel like that's where it all started was, was at practice and, you know, getting used to the speeds of the game and going against the guys like Marshawn in practice and Alante Taylor, you know, some of, some of the best guys in the NFL. Um, I feel like that kind of helped me get ready. And, you know, when you go against those type of guys in practice and you know, on the games, it makes it much easier. You know, we saw the trust developing with you throughout the season, whether it be, you know, late fourth quarter, third down, uh, instead of the same thing, you know, throwing it at the sticks, you go deep and throw it to you. Also, the fact that you were making contested catches this season, uh, just how important is it? And especially, I guess, I guess a guy who's your size, a smaller guy, but, you know, you earn that trust with not just the quarterback, but with the offensive coordinator also to be able to, you know, say, hey, we want to throw it to Rashid here and we want to give him a chance to make a play for us. Right. Um, yeah, no, to me, that just means everything. The, the fact that the coaches and, the, and my quarterback have the trust in me to, you know, convert on opportunities like that on, on big plays um, in the game, uh, it means everything. And, you know, I want to continue to be able to build with them um, so those opportunities continue to be able to come. Um, in our receiving room, that's that's what we have. We have a bunch of playmakers in that room, and that's what we go out there, and, and we know what we can do. And um, when the opportunities come, I feel like we make the most of them. And, you know, we just got to stick together, continue to build with Derek and continue to build with offensive coordinators and, and, and all that. Um, just to continue to build that trust. And, you know, when that trust is there, it's going to be hard to stop. So when it was all said and done this year, you missed a couple games, but you still ended up one of the top returners, despite the fact that you missed some games. I mean, you let everybody in yards. And after you returned that one for a touchdown, I'm sure the way that they played, you had to have changed. You know, were things different after you did have that score? Uh, yeah, I, I did notice that things were a little bit different. I feel like I wasn't getting as many uh, as opportunities. Um, but that, I, I feel like that's just a respecting from other coaches around the league. And, um, you know, I, it helped my team get better field position at the end of the day. And mm -hmm. that that's my job. And, um, yeah, just just um, I do do what I can. And, you know, and whenever the opportunity comes, you know, I'm, I'm ready for it. Um, so, yeah, I, I was just happy to be able to help. Which one's better, a return for a touchdown or just a regular touchdown? I would say probably a return. Um, I feel like it kind of gets everybody into the game a little bit more. Um, I feel like it kind of changes the pace of the game a lot. A special team touchdown always just kind of, you know, it just brings a little more juice to, to the sideline, to the stadium, to everything. So I feel like home return to kick return touchdown is, is tough to beat. Yeah, speaking of juice... I mean, Darren Rizzi seems like he's always at like 150. What yes. is his energy like? It never changes. That, that man is like a, a wild pit bull. He, he just <laughs> always, always just super into the game. He makes sure that, that you're locked, just as locked in as he's locked in. Um, an excellent coach, though. He, he teaches me, everybody so much, and he, and he um, holds all of us to a high standard, and that's why he's one of the best special teams coaches in the NFL, and he's, he's not going to change for anybody. He does not care. Um, but that's why we all love him, because he's himself, and he's not going to change. Man, he loves special teams. He he will talk about it endlessly with the media mm -hmm. if we let him. For As far as the Pro Bowl goes, were any mm -hmm. of the players there, like, did they surprise you at all? Maybe their personalities or just what they were able to do in some of the events? 
Yeah, absolutely. All all the different personalities there. It was it was cool to see. Um, I feel like one guy that I didn't know who was as out of, out of. I was Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua. He has a lot of energy, and he he's like a little kid. <laughs> I, I have much respect for that guy. He has fun with the game, and um, it was cool to nice to meet him. Um, props to him for his amazing rookie season. Um, one of the best ever. Um, so yeah, it, it was cool to get to you know see him interact with everybody else. He was the guy that brought energy to everybody. So it was really cool. Huh. What's next for you over the off season? Um, really just, just get my body back. Um, you know, continue to to train, um, you know, continue to get better at all the little things, um, have, have fun, of course, you know, take some time off, you know, I'll, I'll be doing that for the next little bit. And then when it's time to lock in, I'll be locked in, um, back training. And, um, yeah, you know, um, not a whole lot of plans going going on, but you know I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> you know, now, Rashid, the, the football adage is: the more reps mm -hmm. you get, the more you see, the more the game slows down. What right. your fans do, so you were going faster than everybody else anyway. So, <laughs> so did you have to throttle back some? I guess to 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 kind of you know show people a little something, and then you know you you know no when to no when to to use your speed. Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, uh, I kind of got used to the pace, so you had to kind of feel it out, especially during the Pro Bowl. You know, guys aren't, you know, going 100,000%, but um, definitely had to control the speed a little bit. I didn't want to, you know, do too much. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that, that'll be an emphasis of mine throughout this offseason. You know, got to keep my speed. Speed is, is you know, my game and what makes me successful. So throughout the offseason, I'll be continuing to work on that and continue to, you know, progress myself. How excited do you get when you see a guy lined up and pressed that you that you feel like, hey, uh, he might not know what's coming, but I know what's coming. Right. Right. No, I love it. I, I press coverage is, is my favorite thing. You know, um, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> is that kind of like stealing? Yeah. Yeah. You, you like to think. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, that's awesome. I'm glad you had a good experience at the Pro Bowl. And congratulations again on being named to it. It's just such a cool honor. And we talked about it earlier this year, just the way your career has gone, coming in injured, undrafted and everything for, for this to be where you're at, it's really cool. And I know there's just a lot more to come. So we look forward to seeing that this upcoming season. Thank you so much. It was absolutely a blessing. I, I appreciate you guys for everything. And congratulations, first of many. Thank you so much. First to many. Thank you so much to both players for taking time out of their offseason, even though they seem like they're pretty busy taking care of themselves, getting right, already talking about the 2024 season. It's going to be here before you know it. Lots to take place before then. And John and I will be here for you every step of the way. You can find all of our coverage, NewOrleansSaints.com. JD is currently at the Super Bowl in Vegas, so look for all of his coverage from there and those events. And then before you know it, we're going to have the Combine. The HBCU Bowl is going to be here. We're going to have free agency, tons of stuff coming up. Oh, yeah, and uh, maybe some coaching hires. So keep locked into NewOrleansSaints.com, at Saints on X, and you'll have everything you need to know there. We'll be back with another podcast next week. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast.